Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries. Terrence Smith. What's good, guys? Nick Ely. What's happening? We're back, and we're better than ever, baby. In the building. It's the Great Debate Show, which is available wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe, and you will be notified every time a new episode is up. Uh, the Great Debate Show is back, and we're here to talk about so many games. From a wild week three, we're recapping it all for you right here, right now. We've got other news. We never did chime in on the Brett on the Brett Favre uh, welfare scam. We want to talk about that. Touch on that briefly. Yadoka, we never did touch on that. And the Boston Celtics head coach facing a suspension, or he already has faced that season long suspension. Is it too harsh? We want to talk about that. Also. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Are the Niners in trouble? Trent Williams, that's the big loss, not just the loss that they took last night, I mean on Sunday night, but Trent Williams being out for four to six weeks, that's not good. As bad as Garoppolo was, if he doesn't have a blind side, this could be very, very dreadful to watch, uh, painful to watch, especially if you're a Niner fan like myself. Are the Philadelphia Eagles the best in the NFC? And... Um, <laughs> And Lamar Jackson betting on himself, but man, 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 is he going to cash in or what? I said he shouldn't even be playing, but he is, and it's it's seeming like it's working out right now. Um, we got so much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. First, I just want to say um, week three was great for me as far as the bets, as far as the picks and the predictions and everything. I just... I just should have won more money. I should have did more. I had a few that didn't quite click, but it was a good day for me. It was a good week, week three for me at the Great Debate Show. And uh, as a matter of fact, briefly, we are going to go over these games in the NFL from week three, starting with Sunday, and we'll quickly work our way to these wild finishes, these close finishes and defensive battles we had in prime time on Sunday night and Monday night. All right. So, um... Boy, 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 Nick, you care to do the honors? First, uh, <laughs> let me just let me just say that uh, I was right about just about every game that Nick is going to go over. Terrence also was right as he nailed a few upsets again with Jacksonville. Me and him went with Jacksonville, and they stumped the Chargers. Um, I said the Niners were going to lose in Denver. They did. I said that the Chiefs were going to beat the Colts, and they did. I mean, the Chiefs were going to lose to the Colts, and they did. And I think Terrence said that the Panthers were going to beat the Saints, even though I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. done with Baker. He was right. He pulled another one out of the hat. But me, I'm no stubborn guy. I listened to that, and on Sunday morning I said, let me <laughs> let me put those jags, what Terrence was talking about, on this parlay, on this parlay, if Terrence doesn't put his money where his mouth is, I sure in the hell will. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and 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 and, I, and seriously, but this is just I'm saying this and bringing this up because guys, ladies and gentlemen, the listeners at the Great Debate Show, when I told you last episode and the episode before that, you may want to take heed to some of these upset picks that Terrence is giving. You can hit on them. I did. It worked for me. It can work for you. All right. Nick, let's run through some of these games before we get to the most important ones, though. Yeah, yeah. Like you see, you said Baker pulled one out of the hat. I wouldn't exactly call it that. Uh, more their defense pulled it out of the hat and, and kept uh, Jameis and the rest of the Saints offense pretty much at bay. Jameis did throw for a lot of yards, but kind of in, in garbage time. 
uh, kind of trying to make a comeback there. But, of course, Panthers go over the Saints 22-14. to 14. Baker 12-25, 170 yards and a touchdown. Nothing incredibly impressive there. The big thing that I would I would look at, uh, Christian McCaffrey, of course, had a, had a pretty good day. 25 carries, 108 yards uh, on the ground to go along with another two catches of seven yards through the air. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, the, uh, the send-off from Jacksonville, actually had a pretty decent day. Only two catches. But one of them uh, was pretty big, pretty big play. He had 90 yards on the day. Uh, so you know, somebody that came out of college with a lot of promise and a lot of talent um, definitely had had, a, had his best NFL day so far for sure. Uh, you know what, guys? When I was making that pick, I, I just I really thought to myself, the Saints are the, definitely the better team. But from what I've seen so far this season, something is just not right with them. Uh, offensively, and I just didn't think they would generate enough offense to beat the Panthers. That was my only reason for picking uh, the Saints. I, I, everybody knows me knows I don't care for Baker Mayfield at all. I don't have any faith in Baker Mayfield. I just had less faith in the Saints offense that, like I said, for me, for some reason it's just, maybe it's because they've, they've had so many missing parts with it. Mike Thomas being out essentially for a couple of years. He's back now, but I don't think he's fully back yet. Of course, he hasn't played in a couple of years. Um, Camara, he's a, he's in and out of the lineup. He he, he play uh this weekend, but it's just too much uncertainty, man. And, and then you throw Jameis in that, which Jameis to me is a baller, but Jameis is not to, to me. If I'm wrong, you guys correct me. But Jameis to me is not a great enough player to gel together the um the 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 ensemble of an offense that 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 the Saints have. And then you also have to keep it to keep an effect that in mind that um. Star Payton is not there anymore. And I think that that's also playing a part. And, and it's crazy because the last time Sean Payton was out for a year, uh, they, uh, I think their assistant coach called very good plays. But, man, it's just not looking uh, It's not looking good right now and from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, you don't have much faith in Baker and nothing really saw on Sunday should change that. Um, the Saints just have a lot of timing and continuity issues. Like, like you said, Michael Thomas been out for a couple of years. Uh, just starting this year, Alvin Kamara, I know, missed last week. Um, Jameis, Jameis, I think, is a good enough quarterback that, that, that he can pull it together with those guys. They just need the time to do it. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully yeah. uh, for Saints fans out there, they'll be able to do that uh, moving forward. Uh, speaking of moving forward, we'll move on and, and we'll kind of skip a good, be very brief on this one. Uh, Bears over the Texans, 23-20. to 20. Uh, so another win for Justin Fields. He now has the Bears two and one. Uh, he went eight of 17, 106 yards, two interceptions. So not incredibly impressive there. Um, their their success was definitely more based in the run game. Uh, they had the running back whose name I don't even know. His last name is Herbert. Uh, 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Fields added another 47 on the ground. But um, past that, you know, two teams that don't really have very high hopes for the season. Um, albeit a, a surprising good start from the Bears. We had two and one. Uh, but that's, you know, that is what it is there. Okay. Questions, comments, concerns? No. No. Texas, right. uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean fudge. <laughs> uh, right. So, something with a little bit of local interest, uh, the Titans were able to pull off a win against the Las Vegas Raiders, who um, definitely hold the crown for most disappointing team in the league so far this year. Uh, the Titan, Titans get themselves got their first win of the season, so they are one and two. And uh, Derrick Henry, twenty carries, eighty-five yards, and a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill, nineteen of twenty-seven, two sixty-four, touchdown, and a pick. That's mm. shocking to me. 
like coming into this season, I think we all expected the AFC West to just be extraordinary. And right now, the A, uh, the, the the Raiders uh, have that division not looking as, as strongly as it could. And not only that, it's just it's just kind of very it's, it's very shocking to see them over three. I don't think they're a bad football team. I just think that they have not pulled out games late. And David Carr, Derek, Derek, well, hey, it ain't much different between the cars right now. Neither one of them are right. very well. <laughs> I have an analogy for Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr is religious, Jacob. Hmm. Okay. I, I, like I don't, he just, I don't, I don't he just routinely problem. throws the ball in places it shouldn't be. Hmm. And you know, Jay Cutler could get away with it sometimes because he had a rifle for him. He just didn't care. But to me, Derek Carr just sometimes it just seems like he just says, "Okay, all right, I just throw it here." We'll see and, what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, that two point conversion, I just throw it here. Like I've got the best receiver in football. I'm not going to throw it to him. I'm just going to throw it here. I, 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 that's that's part of the reason why they haven't close games out because. His ball placement late in games is just not where it, where it needs to be. Yeah, I, I can't I can't disagree with that. I mean, they did kind of make the you know make the periods come back to try to get back in it, but um, you know just just too too little too late. Um, so yeah, the Raiders definitely got some issues to work out on that end. Um, but to this point, like I said, they are by far the most disappointing team in the league. Uh, moving on to probably Jarvis's biggest uh, up back, uh, upset call of the week. The Colts beat the Chiefs 20-17 in Indianapolis. Uh, Matt Ryan, of course, getting his first win as the Colts quarterback. Chiefs fall to 2-1. and one. Uh, Matt Ryan had a good day. Not great, but pretty good. 27-37, 222 with two touchdowns and no picks. Uh, Michael Pittman returned from injury for eight catches and 72 yards. Uh, Pat Mahomes got the distinction of being the Chiefs leading passer and rusher on Sunday. Uh, 262 through the air, touchdown and a pick. And another four carries for 26 yards. Wow. The last part there. If they are going to be a great team, they better figure that last part out. And that is exactly why I said it, because I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. better figure that last part out. That is absolutely the biggest issue that I saw from them. Uh, you know, Coach Sodom played some great defense, considering they're missing uh, their best defensive player in there, or Shaq Leonard, as he goes by now. Uh, you know, missing their all-pro linebacker. But... Um, you know, so they they were still able to hold up while he was out and uh, and got the job done. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, look, you guys know I'm waiting on their downfall. I really, you know, have not been optimistic at all about the Kansas City Chiefs. And for the first time, we actually saw where it looked as if Patrick Mahomes may have been might have been missing Tyreek Hill just a just a smidge, and. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan, I told you, he had to win at some point. What better time to do it than right now beating Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a it was a very, very weird game, up and down game, but DeForest Buckner just showing you why, you know, he is a top three DT in this league. He was relentless. The Chiefs just ran out of time and ran out of plays, and uh, the Colts made just enough. But the defense was stellar. And um, if the Colts were going to do what we said they were going to do, I think all three of us said they were going to win the AFC South. In order for them to do that, they had to get the winning at some point. And I don't think 0-3 was uh, 
going to be a way that they were going to get to that. I'm over here fighting to see if I agree with that divorce Buckner comment. Because, I mean, Aaron Donald, obviously. Chris Jones. All right. Do we have a debate? Let's hear it. What you got? I I was like, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. I started thinking, I was like, who's the third one? I mean, you could. I mean, look. Right now, I'm hearing some people say that Jonathan Simmons out of Tennessee Titans from the Tennessee Titans yeah, could be somewhere in there. But DeForest Buckner's been doing it. Jonathan Simmons yeah. is getting there. But man, Buckner's still a beast. He's double teamed uh, eight seventy percent of the time. But he can wreak havoc, man, when he's not, or even when he is. And so I just think, you know, hey, how soon we forget? Is he nicked up I sometimes? You, I, yeah. I, I just but, had to check. I, I know you, you get a little wild with your ranking sometimes, so I, I had to think <laughs> about that one for a second. I was like, you know what? All good. Got a point there. Right. It's all good. I'm just glad to be right on these games again, ladies and gentlemen. I told you <laughs> I told you that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, would lose this game to the Colts. I see more L's coming in the uh, Chiefs' future, just like I told you that the Miami Dolphins had lost seven straight to the Bills. That usually ends at seven on that streak, no matter which way it's going. And eh, I was right about that as well. There's that. I will say this, uh, Chiefs are still 2-1 and one and still leading their division. Um, and oddly enough, moving on to our next game, it is the Dolphins over the Bills. 21-19 mm-hmm. uh, in a definite nail-biter down in Miami. Uh, Josh Allen, from a statistical standpoint, he threw the ball 63 times. That's so a that lot of times. Kind of, that mm. was kind of outrageous. Uh, and uh, and he also, like Patrick Mahomes, had the honor of leading his team in both passing and rushing. He had another eight carries for 47 yards. Uh, Josh Allen's a hell of a player. He's a guy, like I said, that is in that MVP conversation early on, along with the guy that he went against in Tua Tagovailoa, uh, who I believe to this point is still leading the league in passing. Uh, he may have been overtaken. I think he may have been overtaken by Lamar Jackson over the weekend. I have to double check that. But uh, going into week three, I know he was definitely leading the league. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's good look for the Dolphins to show up and get that one done, uh, to go to 3-0, and being one of the only two undefeated teams <clears throat> in the league. And um, <laughs> was that a real call for a while? <laughs> nah, well, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the other one in a little while. It's, it's all good. But, uh, yeah, you know, good, good win for the Dolphins. Uh, you know, 3-0 and for the first time, and God only knows how long, and leading the AFC East all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, here's, here's a question, guys, because I, I didn't get to watch a lot of this game, but it's just a question. Mm-hmm. Was it ever a time where the Buffalo Bills were down two, three scores late in the game? The Buffalo Bills in that game, they were down, I don't think so. No, I think they were down one score. No. Why yeah, the big, hell are they passing the, the ball big, that many times? The biggest lead they had that the Dolphins had uh, was 21-17 in the fourth. 10-05 in the fourth, they scored a touchdown. Why, why they not run the ball? Well... Their leading rusher, other than Josh Allen, was Zach Moss, four carries for 46 yards. Behind that, uh, Devin Singletary, nine carries, 13 yards, and uh, six and three yards each from Isaiah McKenzie and James Cook. So uh, it sounds like he's not running the ball because the guys aren't getting it done. I mean, I just feel like, but you got to stick with it, though. You got you got to keep defenses honest. Um I really believe that a lot of these teams just fall in love too much with the past. And the read has been guilty of that in the past before also, which is why I said they have to fix it. But you got to at least keep teams honest. And anytime a quarterback has, how many times did Josh Allen throw that ball again? He threw the ball 63 times. That is the equivalent 
of like taking 60 shots and getting like 70 points. He threw for 400 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. no picks, which that's probably the most impressive thing out of that to me. They didn't have a pick. I agree. That, that's very impressive. Not turn it over. Um, I just, I just, it's a red flag to me, and I, and I know that a lot of teams, and when it comes to pass coverage, uh, to me, I don't think that there's two or three other teams in the league that can do what Miami does. And with that being said, you have to run the damn ball. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 they might not encounter this problem, but one more time in the regular season, they might be Miami. Or what if they meet Miami in the playoffs? You know, you got to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of what the league has become in terms of, you know, using the very, the short passing game, uh, even, even in particular the running backs in order to kind of facilitate uh, yeah. the, the illusion of a running game. Um, between Devin Singletary and James Cook, they had 13 catches. Uh, so, you know, a lot of those obviously probably dumps out of the backfield. Devin Singletary was actually the lead receiver uh, in the game for the Buffalo Bills. He had nine catches for 78 yards um, and, and a touchdown. And uh, so, you know, that that's kind of what the game is, has evolved into um, in terms of, like I said, using that short passing game in substitute for a traditional running game, uh, which I, I can't necessarily matter. I mean, it is part of the evolution of the game, but uh, the Bills definitely probably need to get a little more balance over there in order for that to be uh, be successful the way they want. Okay. Last thing I'll say about it, I feel the same way about that as I feel about centers not playing with their back to the basket in, in professional basketball. You guys call it evolution. I call it de-evolution. Hmm. There's a reason why you turn around and hand that ball off. Now, Nick, you know this. You, you, you. <laughs> we always like to go back to this, but you, you played at a lot higher level than we did, and you played D-line, right? I did D-line and linebacker. Okay. All right, Nick. Would you rather, as a D-lineman, would you rather be, would you rather be playing on a passing guy when you knew the pass was coming, or a rushing guy? Passing down every time. Last thing now, I want is three hundred pounds. <laughs> Last thing I want is three hundred pounds coming at me. I, I'd much rather they be backing up and saying, "Don't get to my quarterback." Tell the people at home. There you go. Tell the people at home why you'd rather whether it be a pass play versus a rush play as a, as a defensive line. Because they exactly what people I don't understand this. If you got if you got a team that that is that is hell bent and consistent and pounding the ball down your throat, that means you got three hundred plus pounds of man coming at you. 25, 30, 40 times a day. Leaving what I tell you, that's not fun. And at some point, that is going to right. wear that body down. Yes, sir. Buffalo, yeah. run the damn ball. Yep. I agree. Moving on, next game was the upset that I called that I was unsuccessful on. That is the Minnesota Vikings beating the Detroit Lions. I took the Lions for this game, uh, you know, based on the way they performed against us. And uh, in, the, in the week prior, in the week after that, I can't remember who they played last week, but they they were the only win so far this season. Uh, the Commanders, they beat the Commanders last week, and so I thought they had a chance to do this one. They uh, actually did carry a lead into the fourth quarter, twenty-four to fourteen, and uh, then gave up fourteen unanswered. And uh, the Vikings took it with forty-five seconds to go in the game. You know, um, you guys remember that Geico commercial about Pinocchio, and he's like, "You have potential, you have potential," and. Like, every time he says his nose grows. Yeah. Like, just the Lions. Like, I'm supposed to tell them they have potential because they are always in these games late. Like, I, I always go back to last year when they should have beaten my Ravens and Josh Chuck nailed a six. They said a 66-yard field goal. I think it was 68. But uh, they always lose these games that way with teams they should be upsetting. And 
Yeah, that potential. I got to throw them out the window. They don't have potential. They're just a bad team late in games, and they'll always lose. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a – It's a, that, that one definitely had to hurt. Like I said, you know, division rival, you go into the fourth quarter up 10. Uh, offense is playing well. Defense is playing well. You've held them to 14 points to that point in the, in the ball game. Then you give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, not to mention, um, you know, of course, I think uh, Dalvin Cook went out late in that game, and, and the backup Alexander Madison actually took over. But, um, you know, that's when you, you definitely got to – got you know, the good teams close those out, and they – I can say not that just yet. Yeah, uh, real quick, just we don't want to spend too much time on the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, right. But but I think both of you guys went with Detroit, and uh, so you were both wrong. I'm sorry, guys. But guess who wasn't wrong? <laughs> I wasn't wrong. I called the Minnesota Vikings. I knew that they'd get back to it. Remember, it's a week-to-week league. I've been trying to tell everybody that. One thing that happens one week could be the complete opposite next week. You can go from looking like a straight-up bust one week to looking like the GOAT the next. That's how backwards this stuff goes in the NFL. Keep it moving. All right, moving on. It's time for Terrence to celebrate. Ravens over the Patriots, 37-26. to 26. Uh, You know, obviously the MVP leader or one of, one of very few MVP leaders in the, in the clubhouse at this point. And Lamar Jackson, uh, another great game out of him, 18-29, 218, four touchdowns and a pick. Uh, another, Once again, another quarterback that led his team in both passing and rushing on Sunday. Uh, 11 carries, 107 yards, and another touchdown from Lamar. Um, not much to say here, guys. Like, like I've been saying since before the season started, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be your MVP this year. And he hasn't done anything to this point to prove me otherwise. I'm very happy that he's winning his bet with the bet on himself. Uh, against the Ravens franchise, and I can't wait to see him back with the Brinks truck come next offseason. Yeah, right now the Ravens have the number one offense in the league, and I think Lamar accounts for 89% of that offense. If the Ravens didn't have Lamar, they would be uh, a candidate to be drafted first so they could draft someone like Lamar. You already have the guy there. You got to pay him. Uh, secondly, the last thing I'll say, Nick, I'm not celebrating. I'm relieved. As good as Lamar is, he's got to be that good every week or we lose. And that's just not that is not something that I can just be happy about. I'm relieved that they did hold the Patriots off with Mac with greedy, greedy Mac Jones, but I'm not celebrating. I'm relieved. Yeah, I mean, the only unfortunate thing for you is that probably sometime during the season, Lamar Jackson going to need back surgery from carrying 3,500 pounds on his back every week and meaning the he's weight of his carrying head. a whole season. Yeah, population so, you know, seven million. He's carrying them. He, he, he's definitely doing that right now. Like I, th- I think I told you guys earlier, the only way they're gonna be able to pay him after this offseason, they're gonna have to sell him to Orioles. Yeah, the whole yeah, team. Yep. Yeah. Majority, yeah, majority ownership. Yeah, that's that's how it's not the work because I mean he, he's proven to be you know almost unquestionably the most valuable player in the league. I say almost because, you know, it's time to move on to. The Eagles versus the Commanders. Uh, Eagles show up, of course, win 24-8 to night before. Get the preview video of Kobe Bryant uh, in the Redeem team documentary coming up. Then they come out and win 24-8. to I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 22-35, 340 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, also added another 20 yards on the ground. Nothing, No touchdowns on the ground this week. Um, but if there is any argument for the MVP, I think Jalen Hurts is the guy to make that argument. Uh, Devontae Smith had a breakout game for this season. Eight, carry, eight catches, 169 yards, a touchdown. Um, Eagles defense obviously showed up. Harassed Carson Wentz all day long, got nine sacks. 
um, you know, uh, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I mean, you know, if we're going to have a conversation about whether the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and I think the more of the conversation is if we're the best team in the NFL. Yeah, the, the scary part is that in the past, we've seen the Eagles beat teams down uh, three different ways, essentially. Uh, the first, uh, well, they, they, they didn't beat the uh, Lions down. They, they, I think they won by three. They didn't score a lot of points. But just in the past two weeks, we've seen them blow teams out two different ways, essentially. One, a heavy dose of A.J. Brown. And this week, you get a, a heavy dose of uh, Devontae Smith. And it's just uh, the, the the catalyst to all that is Jalen Hurts. And that's, that is going to be a problem all season long. In fairness, I did mention that if there is a strong rapport between him and Devontae Smith, that there will be trouble for every team in the league. You did say that. And, and I'm, I'm sticking by that, man. If I had to make an MVP vote right now, I would definitely vote Lamar. Um, but I would not have a problem with anybody that voted Jalen Hurts because he is he is very much dominating uh, and making the Eagles look damn near unbeatable. Of course, they will get beaten at some point. Every team will. There's no unbeatable, undefeated teams, I'm sure, but Damn, the Eagles look good, and they look good because of Jalen Hurts. They do. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a Jalen was a point guard in every sense of the word. I mean, he, he had you know seven different receivers catch passes. AJ Brown also had a pretty good day, five catches, eighty five, and a touchdown for him. Uh, Dallas Goddard, of course, caught the third touchdown that uh, Jalen Hurts threw. So um, you know, as an Eagles fan, I'm very happy with what I saw. Yeah, as you should be, man. Uh, well, since we're talking about MVP quarterbacks, I mean, Nick has said that. His quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is an MVP candidate. I agree. Lamar Jackson, Terrence's quarterback on his team, MVP candidate. Well, damn it, my quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's an MVP candidate. I might as well. Let me join the fun. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, good luck with that. Never mind. <laughs> he's an MVP, all right. Never mind. <laughs> he's the most, most vulnerable he's, player. He's a <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Keep it going, Dick. Keep it going. Come on, come on. Let's go. All right, next up, the Cincinnati Bengals got their first win of the year, surprisingly enough, yep. uh, beating the New York Jets 27-12. Keep it pushing. Uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Keep it pushing. Who cares? They won. Yep, well, good game. They, had, they, had, they were going to beat the Jets. <laughs> they were going to beat the Jets, yeah. 275 and three touchdowns, so that seems to be definitely a bounce back for him. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, another upset pick of the week, Jaguars over the Chargers 38-10. to 10. Guys, are the Jaguars for real? Yes. Hmm. Uh, yes, okay. I said it with that question. I said it yeah. because their division, they might end up oddly enough. Uh, what do we have? Tennessee, we have Indianapolis, and we have Houston. They they could end up in the weakest division in football because I just don't see a whole lot in any of those teams. Uh, and they may make the playoffs with nine wins. They they may win the division the way they look at this point. They might win the division. They and they and listen. I, I thought they would be a good team anyway coming into the season. I don't recall exactly where I had them uh, in our preseason predictions, but I think I had them at about nine wins, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I picked the closer win of the division, but I can very much see Jacksonville winning. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I, I got to tip my hat because I've been a guy that's really been out on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, obviously it was rough for him and the rest of the team last year with Urban Meyer coaching because he had no business being an NFL head coach. Uh, no. but he he definitely showed up yesterday, 28-39, 262, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, you know, and then not to mention they got 100 yards on the ground from James Robinson. Uh, Jaguars, you know, they, they look like a real team. Uh, obviously, the Chargers dealing with some injury issues. They also lost their uh, still their all-pro tackle with Sean Slater. 
uh, to a bicep injury, so he is done for the season. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert uh, playing with some, you know, with the with the rib injury, which I saw a highlight of a ridiculous throw he made on the run from like, his own 15, dropped it on a dime on the opposing 30. She was outrageous. I seen y'all the video later. That, that's one. That dude is something else. No, he's a bad boy. Uh, but but obviously not enough to come anywhere close to getting it done yesterday. Um, get on get on the Jaguars. Yeah, and that's another one of those games where I was talking about where I said, hey, I'll put my money where Terrence's mouth is. We got that one right. T, he nailed it. I nailed it. Jaguars, they crushed him. Uh, let's keep pushing it. Yeah, I missed it. That's fine. All right, moving on to the Rams and the Cardinals. Rams go to 2-1 and one with a 20-12 win over the Cardinals. Matt Stafford, 18-25, 2-49. Kyler Murray, 37-58, 314 yards. Uh, no passing touchdowns from either of them. Uh, ah, this is one, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a whole, whole lot of it. Um, you know, like I said, neither of the quarterbacks. The Rams offense bored me. It, I, I'm starting to wonder about that. Like, for everything they did last year, you know, 20 points out of them and no passing touchdowns seems very uncharacteristic, even against the Cardinals team. Yeah, the Rams, the Rams offense bores me. I, it's hard for me to watch them play. And, and, and it's as good as Cooper Cuff is, he's probably the only exciting thing on that offense. Uh, I'm just worried about the Cardinals. I, and I know that they get Devontae uh, Hopkins back at some point. But, man, it's just yeah, not, it does not look great. It does not uh, look great. But, hey, but at least the quarterback's paid. Yeah, he, that, that he is. Yeah, that's, yes. that's a take I'd be happy to have. He is. Uh, look, look Calabria had a great comeback last week in Las Vegas. Got in the win column this week. Not so much. They were they they weren't down and out the whole the whole game, but they they made a they made a run. They tried to get back into it, but nine points not enough. They had a chance whether they scored the drive the touchdown on that drive. They probably go onside, try to get it back. 16, 20, 17, 20, whatever. Didn't work out. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is playing phenomenal again after that first week where he kind of got torched by Stephon Diggs, but that is Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's he's definitely bouncing back, trying to show the top corner that he still is in this league. I just I don't have much to say other than I put the Cardinals on the hot seat, and that seat is so hot, uh, they're going to have to get up. They're going to have to get up and get out of there, go put it in some ice, soak it, do something. It's hot. And like Kingsbury, I've never really trusted him. Calamari mm. still remains to be seen. I've been talking about this. The Cardinals, they're not doing as good as I said they would do, but it's still early, still just three weeks in. But right now, it's not looking good for the Cardinals. The Rams still don't really know what to say about them either yet. Have they gotten back to their winning ways, their Super Bowl way? I'm not sure about that. It just seems like OBJ still needs to be on his offense. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Allen Robinson just isn't lighting it up for me. I didn't think that he would. But anyway, we'll see. The Rams have got the Niners on Monday Night Football next week. But uh, we'll see what's up with them right now, the Cardinals. No, I'm not feeling it at all. And um, we'll see what happens with them. What else we got? Next, we got a game of two teams that look to be pretty hapless, uh, or we would project to be pretty hapless going down the stretch. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, after starting uh, with a surprising win over the Broncos and Russell Wilson's return, have lost two in a row. Lost to the Falcons on Sunday, 27-23. to The star of that game was one Cordero Patterson, 17 carries, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Geno Smith followed that did have a pretty good game, 32-44. 325 and two touchdowns. Uh, but it seems to me, guys, that, you know, neither one of these teams obviously have a, a whole heck of a lot of talent. 
Uh, not really much to see here. No, it was not. Uh, but yeah, got Atlanta right. I think out of the three of us, I'm the only one that went Atlanta. Got another one. Go Falcons. Yeah, you should have made a lot of money this week. I really should have uh, made a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> Next up is probably the headline game of the week, at least going into it, uh, although it did not produce quite the show that we might have expected due to the lack of receivers. Uh, Packers over the Buccaneers, 14-12. to 12. Aaron Rodgers visits Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, throws for two touchdowns and 255 yards, and walks away with a W over the GOAT. Um Guys, are the Packers going to? Are they going to be able to actually hold this up uh, all season? They're two and one right now. As is Tampa Bay. Is, is are the Packers going to be able to remain competitive uh, in their division with both the Vikings and the Lions, who uh, you know both look look a little bit better than what we expected? Can Did I go? Anybody go? have any uh, sympathy for Tom Brady since giving it <laughs> pretty much all of his receivers out? <laughs> Man, <No>. please. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't say that, but I will. I will say this real briefly here. Uh, look, Tom Brady still almost pulled it off. We gotta, yeah. we gotta get, we we have to hold everybody accountable. If Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, anybody else, uh, what's his name? Nick, your quarterback, Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts. J- if these guys, Justin Fields, any one of these quarterbacks get called for a delay a game, right there at the end for the two point conversion where they have a chance to tie and send it to overtime, they will be bashing them all Monday and Tuesday, and maybe a little bit on Wednesday. The fact that they're just doing everything they can to duck that and say that, hey, he's got a lot of players out, coaches didn't do this, so this, so nobody would blame Tom Brady. The last well, I checked. what people missed. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what people missed was on the fourth down play, uh, before they got the touchdown, they, well, I don't think it was fourth down, but before they got the touchdown, they actually got a delay a game on that, and they missed it. And Tom Brady tried to call timeout, and people didn't see it for some reason. Oh, okay. And they didn't have any timeouts. Okay, okay. Well, if it was Brady's fault, I mean, if that wasn't the case, I'm just saying, like, nobody would say anything if Brady made a mistake. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. I wonder why everybody stumbled over saying that, hey, look, the center and the quarterback has a lot to do with this, too, along with the coach. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. My, my Here's my bone to pick with Green Bay. You got the win. Congratulations. I didn't get that one right, but I did not know that three wide receivers were going to be out when I picked Tampa Bay on last episode. Anyway, 14 points in the first half. You would think they're going to blow these guys out of the water, the the less talented, at least on Sunday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the uh, the Packers did not do that. They did not score a single point in the second half, not even a field goal. This is not going to work for Green Bay to answer your question, Nick. Luckily, Tom Brady didn't have Mike Evans. Luckily, he didn't have Godwin, Julio. <sighs> he was down to Gage, who was like the fourth best receiver on the roster. Any Against anybody else, the Packers are not going to win this game if Aaron Rodgers can't even put up a field goal in the second half. The defense was superb, but they played a wounded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I didn't feel bad for Brady, but he still almost beat Rodgers. Rodgers... Yeah. That's not a that, that's just not a good performance in my opinion. I mean, but once again, as I was telling Nick before in a debate that we still need to have, he doesn't play to win the game. He just plays not to lose the game. He got hell of a conserv he got hell of conservative again as soon as they got a two score lead. Just so typical and predictable from Aaron Rodgers. But hey, well, all the, got the all win. The I said is defense is kind of like you said about a couple of early guys earlier, or like you're about to say here shortly. 
he did play what's probably going to be a top five defense when it's all said and done in this league. So, uh, you know, that Bucks defense is, is definitely no joke. They uh, definitely did their part in, in trying to harass him. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers is still going to produce some some uh, some numbers for you, if nothing else. Uh, obviously, only the two touchdowns on the day. Uh, but, I mean, hey, he did enough. Um, at the same token, his defense showed it well enough to hold Brady to 12. So, um, he, he did, you know, did what he needed to do. Um, but certainly, no, you know, going forward, you know, I, I would say going forward, I don't think you'll see defense is quite as good as that. And so, therefore, he might not have that problem in terms of putting up points in the second half. I hear you. T, you got anything before we keep it pushing? No, 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 that's it. Both teams will be fine. <laughs> They'll both be fine. Well, that is true, though. They'll both be fine. That is true. Yeah. And in the last game of the week, the sticker on Sunday night uh, that involved Jarvis and the San Francisco 49ers losing by one point, 11 to 10, to the Denver Broncos. And, of course, his uh, former and once again new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, pulling going full Dan Orlovsky on us and stepping out of the back of the end zone for safety. He also threw a pick six on the same play, which I don't know if anybody saw that, but that was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, he made the right decision. He gave him two points instead of six, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to do that either. Yeah. Man, I tell you the truth, man. Um, So how does it feel to have quarterbacks right now for your teams, respectively, you know, like having MVP numbers right now in this early NFL season? It's fantastic. Thanks for asking. It's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure it is. I wish I knew how that felt. Man, because I, I, I haven't really had one in like five years, so. Well, hey, look, I haven't had one in about 25 years, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, look, this is just hey, as. Again, I haven't had one in 25 years. <laughs> but he, he, he had a, yeah, he got off to a hot start. It was, it was fun while it lasted. He had me fooled for a minute, but no. Once, once, once it was time to read defenses, I didn't give a damn. The hell with the kneeling and stuff. Can you read the defense? And I didn't see it once they took away the option. But anyway, that's not a here nor there. The last Hall of Fame quarterbacks we've had, you know, Steve Young. Jeff Garcia. Joe Montana. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was not him either, which makes T.O. that much greater. But, uh, guys, the 49ers lost the game. I understand and I get that. So many different reasons on why we could say that they lost the game. But here's my problem. I think that the San Francisco 49er fan base is just ridiculous right now. And I just have a quick message for them. Y'all got to learn how to come together, man. Y'all are just too crazy. Y'all are just too wild toward each other. One week, it's all of the Jimmy fans, the Jimmy stands, bashing all the Trey fans. And then now this week, we got all the Trey fans bashing all the Jimmy stands. What is this about? Look, it's a week-to-week league. As bad as Garoppolo was on Sunday night, and he was bad. He was very bad. Um, well, y'all, y'all, see, y'all see these Snoop Dogg commercials with in the Corona commercials, Snoop Dogg and the other guy. Well, I can't think of his yeah. name, the actor. And you know the part when he freestyles and Snoop says, that was incredible. And he said, you know, like, no, he said, how was it? He said it was bad. And he's like, oh, uh, no, no. He said, no, it wasn't good. He answered the question, no. And then... He was like, actually, it was incredible. Is that how it went? Yeah, he said it's incredible. And he said, really? He said, bleed bad. So that's exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo was. Incredible, bleed bad. 
Um, but again, next week he may be the GOAT against the Rams on Monday Night Football in prime time. I can't tell you why they scripted the way they scripted, but I do think it's a script. And in the end, the Niners look to be dominant over the Denver Broncos. They look to be the better team over the Denver Broncos. And it looked, again, as if Russell Wilson didn't know what to do. He was a deer in headlights against the Niners' defense. A very, very, very good defense. And they still have a few players that need to come back. But they were they were without Eric Armstead. So they they, you know, there was a few runs that they started to get up the interior due to the lack of that. But the real loss here, ladies and gentlemen, is Trent Williams going down. Out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. No surgery required, but he definitely is a major loss for Jimmy Garoppolo. He was playing bad before Trent Williams left the game. All I hear is excuse after excuse after excuse about Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people, including our our, our other host here, Nick Ely, who says that the Niners will be fine and they're a much better team now that Jimmy is the quarterback again. Well, if he is the sailor of the ship, he sunk that ship on Sunday night. And this is the reason why I was so disappointed when Trey Lance broke his ankle. Um, guys, ladies and gentlemen, the 49er empire. The Niners are going to be fine. They'll be back. They're going to bounce back. We know that. But again, this is just a reminder for everybody who thinks that Jimmy is the answer and he will be able to get us to championship six. This is the reason why you shouldn't talk football. You shouldn't discuss football. If you believe this, this is the reason why you should just be quiet and just shut the hell up. Because this is not what's going to get you to the mountaintop. This is not what's going to get you to the Super Bowl. That ceiling that me and Terrence talk about all the time of Jimmy Garoppolo, he started to bump in it immediately after that first drive. They get one drive for a touchdown. It really wasn't a touchdown. It was an offensive pass interference, to be honest with you. But they didn't call that. So luckily, Ayuk gets the touchdown, and the Niners look like they're going to go on a roll. Maybe a route, but no. After all of the chances the Niners offense had, they still couldn't get it done. Jimmy, he's either too high or he's too low. Either way it goes, he just can't get it anywhere in between. Every now and then, he makes a throw. Use check, nice toe drag swag. Debo, he got him off the wheel route coming out of the backfield once again. Nice. Could have been a touchdown if he led him in it. He couldn't do it. He missed Debo on another play going right up the field. On the right side, missed him. Could have been a touchdown. Yeah, he didn't even look his way that time. Didn't even look over there. He stared he left. Was right. He was butt naked. Butt naked. And then he steps out of the back of the end zone, and now a quarterback, a former quarterback named Dan Orlowski, now gets to redeem himself after that crazy butthead play by Jimmy Garoppolo made on Sunday night where he gives up two, luckily, before he gave up six. I mean, just like if there was anything he could do, Bad, he did it. The Niners have been bad offensively this season early. It's still early. And they're not getting any better with losing Trent Williams. And their running backs just keep going down week after week. We're down to our third one now, Jeff Wilson. It was also funny how Jeff Wilson, number 22, caught the ball when we were trying to drive with over a minute left. And he fumbled the ball, number 22. It was recovered by Kareem Jackson for the Broncos, number 22. And all of that happened on second and 22. I know nobody's paying that any attention, and nobody thinks that. I know they're like, here's this crazy son of a 
Jarvis again talking crazy. These things happen for a reason. This is some of the reason why those numbers are the reason why I knew we would lose this game. That's another game that I got right, but I hate to be right when it comes to this. Niners lose 11 to 10, some baseball game, a very good baseball game, but not as a football game. The Niners gave this game away to the Broncos, and they didn't stop until they gave it away, and I knew what the story would be the next day. Russell Wilson beats the 49ers again, and everybody goes from Jimmy saves the day last week to I knew damn well we were in trouble when Trey got hurt this week. That's just how it goes in a week-to-week league, but the Niners could be in trouble without Trent Williams, I'm telling you. But Shanahan, hey, that's not a good coaching game. There was a time in that game where you – called uh there was a flag on denver and you declined that penalty instead of accepting it where the broncos would have been kicked out of field goal range but you but you accepted that but you i mean you declined that penalty and they were still in field goal range so they knocked that field goal down and you gave them three points along with the two that jimmy gave man we gave them five points and there was a time where I thought you should have went for it, even though Robbie Gold hit the 51-yard field goal. Sometimes he's good as gold. Sometimes I'm like, man, that leg is getting old. I would have went for it, maybe had a chance to put the Seahawks away. He's conservative when he needs to be aggressive. He's aggressive when he needs to be conservative. If you're such an offensive guru, and I'm not calling for the man's job, calm down, Niner fans, the Niner fans that, that think I'm overreacting, I'm just saying that, man, look, I'm tired of making excuses for you, bro. And it seems to me that what we probably should have did, we might should have just let you go to Miami and we should have just promoted Mike McDaniels to our head coach because you make me wonder sometimes your play calling can be very suspect and I wish you would just do what I asked you to do five years ago. Just coach the damn game and hire a real OC and let them handle that play calling. Because your play calling sometimes sucks. Why in the hell is Debo in the backfield every time? Like a wide back? Like a running back? How about he just line up as a wide receiver every snap? And what about, you know, because we have running backs. I don't want to hear that, well, a running back went down. Blah, blah, blah. Get another running back. Remember, we do that pretty well by committee. And what about George Kittle? Did anybody see him last night? I mean, I was looking for him like Waldo. I didn't see him. Yes, he had four catches, but they were not really huge at all. And, yeah, Jimmy needs to give him the ball, but, man, he's blocking most of the time. Why is that? That offensive line, he failed to fix it all offseason while he was playing cat and mouse with this Jimmy Garoppolo trade bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, Shanahan is to blame here, too, just as much as Jimmy, because he should have did something to upgrade that very young, inexperienced interior offensive line. I told you before, it was Trent Williams and everybody else. Now he's gone, and now it's just everybody else. Jimmy, this could not, this may not go well for you. I'm not sure. Shutterhand is very good at blocking schemes. He'll watch the film. He'll put together a good game plan. It'll be boring, but it'll be a win probably when they run, 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 run it down your throat if the Rams don't stop it. However, we're going to do this week in and week out. One week they're going to look okay. One week they're going to look not so okay. But I think Jimmy can still get them to the postseason. But it's the same thing for me. I'm sick of just getting to the postseason with this guy. I want somebody that's going to get us over the hump, take us to the top. And I doubt it's Jimmy, and I'm beginning to doubt that it's Kyle. 
So I just wanted to just get that off my chest. The Niners, Niner fans, be cool. It's okay. But we have to stop bashing each other whether you like Jimmy or whether you like Trey. In the end, we all think that Kyle is beginning to be a problem. He'll bounce back. But I don't know if he's the guy you all say he is. I see so many other coaches taking chances when need be, being aggressive, quarterbacks putting the ball, just putting it up there for the receivers to make a play. Him and I, you still not having any, you know, chemistry. Patrick Sertain is a bad boy, I'm not going to lie. You couldn't really get any separation from him. But Debo, hey, what about you? Kittle, what about you? Just not enough plays. He's blocking all the damn time, and he needs to be making plays. Get somebody else to block. There's no other tight ends that can block. It's time to trade George Kittle. I'm going to keep talking about that. If this guy doesn't be productive, he's either, you know, on the sideline injured or he's on the field and you forget he's on the field because all he's doing is blocking. We've got to do something. While they're still saying he's a top three, top five tight end, we, we, we need to try to get something for him before everybody realizes that, damn, what happened to Kittle? He got paid and what happened? I'm done. Time is running out. But I just wanted to just say the 49ers were pretty bad last week. I mean, on Sunday night. And if they don't fix this offensively, it could be a very long, long, long season for the 49ers. And Kyle Shanahan, stop listening to your father or whoever it is that you're listening to. And I need you to just call plays accordingly call plays accordingly and uh, anybody that thinks jimmy's fine and you think that oh well he just got the playbook and he just came off shoulder surgery i'm wondering if the motherfucker even had shoulder surgery as bad as he looked did he did, did he do anything did he even did, what, what happened look no excuses so what he didn't have a playbook? He's had that same damn playbook for five years. Did you forget that? I don't want to hear that. This is his preseason. Man, please. He's been there five years. He doesn't need a preseason. There's a lot of other quarterbacks that don't need it. Joe Burrow didn't have it. Come on, man. I don't want to hear it. Stop making excuses. This guy's bad. There's no other way to look at it. And Shanahan, you, you're looking bad too right about now. Um, that's all I got. The 49ers, they're going to be fine. But I have to say this because this is going to happen every other week. Some weeks it'll be good. Some weeks it'll be not so good. And we'll be back at the same point. Can the Niners get to the Super Bowl? And there's going to be a time where they stop the run like the Broncos begin to do last uh, Sunday night. And then we lose the game because guess what? We needed Jimmy to win with his arm. Yeah, freaking right. All right. Sorry, y'all. I'm done. Uh, it's okay. The only thing I can add is that I will say, once Denver got a lead and, and it was time for Jimmy to go win the game, I knew that at that point Denver had won the game. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy manages games, games. He doesn't go win them. So many opportunities, man. So many opportunities. All right, that's it. I'm done. Uh, Nick, you got anything or you want to move right into Monday night or uh, Niners lose, Broncos win? What a surprise. Yeah, I mean, only, only I'll say, just looking at it, and it's really more about the 49ers as a whole as opposed to just really this game, is that regardless of what you think of be the quarterback, the thing about it is your quarterback of the future, in my opinion, is not currently on your roster. So, uh, you know, nothing else. And obviously it's a little, little early and a little, maybe a little harsh on Trey, but I said, I said before the season that just from the little bit of him that I had seen, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see him as, as the guy to take y'all to the next level. 
I think what you trade off for Jimmy G in terms of explosiveness, you you gain from uh, Trey Lance in terms of mistakes. Obviously, Jimmy G gave you a few more mistakes last night than what he normally does. Um, but I think, you know, as, as a whole, you probably get more of those from Trey Lance, although you might get some explosive plays from Trey Lance as well, i.e. the, uh, the Debo Samuel pass down the sideline uh, and that kind of those sort of things. So, Nick, Nick, um, Nick, if that's what I'm going to get from an experienced guy with the playbook for five years, just give me the young and experienced guy then with the mistakes. I'll take my chances. Damn. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? I think from what I've heard uh, from, a couple of, from a couple of sources, is that the players may see differently? You know, they, they some of them seem to be happy to have Jimmy back. I think he, that was evidence. Um, you know, kind of how they celebrated with him last week uh, when he came here. Oh, the locker room but, is I split. Mean, the locker room is split. Trust me. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I, I can see that. I mean, kind of, you know, not unlike uh, you know a story I read a little earlier this week. Not unlike the situation with uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz when Carson was there and they drafted Jalen. So. Mm. Uh, you know, I get it. Like I, I've, I've been there before with my team, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what you guys do going forward. Uh, I, I think there's definitely still time for the for the Forty Nine to turn it around and for Jimmy G to show his value. I'll be it maybe uh, for another team next year. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think the Forty Nine is still definitely in good position to kind of uh, turn things around. They'll definitely turn it around. They'll bounce back from this. But Trent Williams, man, it's gonna be. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I think they can get through it. But I just need more from Shanahan. I need better play calling. I'm tired of seeing the same play calls, the same crap. And uh I Jimmy did take a few shots. I'll give him that. He did, you know, he he still missed some he missed some things and but yeah, we've got to be better than that. We just have to be better. I'm tired of seeing these offenses really clicking like your offense, Nick, has has really evolved. Hell, some of the guys on Baltimore's offense have evolved. It's like these yeah. guys are taking chances. The quarterbacks are taking chances. The raw receivers are going up, making them, you know, feel feel good. They're not making their quarterback regret taking those chances. They're making plays, man. We're about to get into Cowboys and CD Lamb and all of that in a minute. But yeah, man, just like, why can't I see my team doing that? Like, I, 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 you, I want you to be better, man. You didn't do, you didn't win that matchup last night at all against Sertain. And I'm not saying that Denver's not a top five defense either. I'm just saying that we suppose we're supposed to be better than them offensively. Sutton and Judy, yeah, they all right. But Samuel, Kittle, Ayuk, man, we should have been eating, and that that's not what happened. There's several people to blame for that, but Jimmy's number one, Kyle's number two, or 1A, 1B, however way you want to look at it. That has to get cleaned up um, because the, the Super Bowl champs is next, the L.A. Rams. Um, but anyway, Monday Night Football, boy, 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 the Giants and the Cowboys. I think Terrence went Giants, 3-0, I believe. Nick went Cowboys, and then right before tip kickoff, I think he said he decided to go Giants again. Like, what? That's correct. And I stayed with the Cowboys, and so I guess I'm the only one right again for this game. The Cowboys <laughs> beat the New York Giants. I should I should have made a lot of more money than I did. I had a nice – you know you got a rough week coming next week. Probably, probably, but probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, I said, will win this game. And first, before we get into this game, I just want to briefly say that I said when we asked the question weeks ago after Dak went down, hey, are the Cowboys season over? It's easy for everybody to say it's over. I gave my suggestion, uh, uh, came up with a possible solution on why the Cowboys season will not be over. 
They didn't go get a quarterback, though. They didn't go for anybody. However, I did say that I think they should, and I don't think it takes much to upgrade from Dak Prescott. And they didn't go make a move. They said Dak will be back quicker than we expected. We'll just go with Coop. But, man, hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush did it again. And what do you know? He has more start, more wins this season than Dak Prescott. He's two for two. I've been saying this for a while, and I'm going to let you guys give your analysis. I just want to say I've been saying it all along. Dak is holding the Cowboys back. <laughs> uh, hey, Jarvis, it, it does seem like you might have, might have a point there. Uh, when he went down, I think most of us thought that, hey, this team with that couldn't win. There's no no way in hell they're going to win without uh, – Without him, Nick, that's my wrestling reference for tonight. No way, no chance in hell. But uh, they have relied on the defense. They have cut down on their mistakes. And you know what? If you do that against any team, and if you have a good defense, that that can get you a win. And it seems like they are going to ride that formula out until Dak gets back. And really, when he gets back, they should continue riding that formula. Cut down on your mistakes. Don't pass the ball too much. Play solid defense. And I hope for the best. So at this point, guys, I guess really the only natural question is, is there a quarterback controversy brewing in Dallas? Uh -oh. I mean, Cooper Rush is 2-0. I think he's gone for north of 200 yards in both of his starts so far this year. So far, so far this year. Uh, you know, it's, and Jerry Jones said it himself. He's like, hey, I would not be opposed to, to a quarterback controversy. It's a good problem to have. Um, so now, now the question is, is he going to have that good problem, you know, are they going to push Dak? You know, the, the rumor is obviously he could possibly return in week four. And they say, hey, Dak, go ahead and sit it out to week five. You know, we'll kind of see how things go. And then, you know, of course, Cowboys, next week they play the Commanders, a team that, that obviously is shown to be very beatable. And based on what the Cowboys have done so far, I would call them as the early favorite in that game. So, you know, now the question, now the question becomes, if you get to 3-0, 4-0 with, with Cooper Rush before Dak, you know, is completely ready to come back, do you interrupt that, that rhythm that you got with your team? That's a good question. I, I don't I don't rush at this point now. I, I want Dak to take as much time as he can take. I don't rush him back. The only downside to that is the Eagles are three and zero, so you got to try to keep pace with those guys. But you don't have to excuse me. You don't have to go out of your way to do that now because you know you're in a good spot. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting moving forward. Like I said, you know, you're looking at a, a situation where. You know, it's another couple, three weeks before Dak gets back and Cooper Rush still hasn't lost the game or maybe only loses one and sitting out a four-and-one record. You know, it's going to be some guys in the locker room like, hey, I, I like how this thing is going. I, I have seen up. crazier things happen, let me tell you. I mean, you know, that kind of thing happened and now we have Tom Brady. So, yep. you never know. Yeah. Hey, well, look how... Four years still throwing touchdowns. Yeah. Um... Guys, I, I just want to – I just think that the Dallas Cowboys, first of all, they got a good defense. It's a solid defense. I've said this before when I said their season is not over. If they can just keep, keep playing good defense. Tom Brady couldn't get in the end zone for a minute in that first game week one. The defense has been pretty good since then. Man, that, what a night DeMarcus Lawrence had. He really ate. Michael I Parsons mean, he always going to eat. And, and and Nick, you called it, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you said the man was going to go on a two or three sack rampage. And we were like, what? What? What did he say? No, no I, I, said, I said it about Michael Parsons, to be fair. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Parsons. You did. And, okay, yeah. but somebody did it. 
Uh, and podbean.com, you can also catch the Great Debate Show on that. The For some reason, that last episode from Thursday night, Friday morning, did not show up on uh, the usual platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. But it is still on Podbean. Uh, we called we call it a great one, though. And, uh, yeah, somebody got three, four sacks, if I'm not mistaken, and that was Demarcus Lawrence. His defense is good. And to answer your question, Nick, I'll answer that question the same way Daniel Bryan in the WWE would do it back in the day. Yes. 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 Yes, man. This is a quarterback controversy. I don't give a damn what they say. Look, this guy took shots. He took chances. How about when the Giants tied it up and the Cowboys came right back and answered with a touchdown drive immediately? Went right down the field. The chances and the shots that he took, man, I saw poise. I saw good ball placement. I saw no fear. And sometimes that throws a bunch of yards. Sometimes it's when they're coming back. Sometimes it's garbage yards and garbage time. Sometimes it's just dink and dunk and a big play over the top every now and then. Look, C.D. Lamb got off to a bad start. It was looking bad. The debate was going to be, is C.D. a real number one receiver or not and then he showed us yes he is he went for a second half he had him one he had him a night he snapped out and he finished him pretty much with the drive with a few good catches a few big plays and then the touchdown to seal the deal he did it and i gotta give him his props i'm impressed by the dallas cowboys believe it or not I'm dead serious. Everything I said about them last year with the talent and all of that, I know this isn't the same talent offensively. But Michael Gallup is coming back. They're going to start to get a few guys back. And, you know, like, and I'm not talking about Dak. I'm talking about the the talent that can come around, more weapons for Cooper Rush. He not, he's not scared. And I, I, I just think he's on chill at all times and he's ready. Watch out. I said Dak may not get his job back depending on who the Cowboys go get at quarterback because it doesn't take much to upgrade from him. Right. They, they didn't go get anyone, but maybe they knew. This guy is already in our locker room who knows the system, blase, blase, and here they go. Watch out for the Cowboys, that defense, the running game. Tony Pollard is the number one running back now in Dallas. He's the RB1. Zeke is still good. He's the finisher. What did you say, Nick? LeGarrette Blunt. This is who he is now. He's going to finish it. Pollard's going to start it. Cooper's going to do enough. And CD said, I am the number one receiver, damn it. Don't be disrespecting me. That's the guy I saw at Oklahoma University on Monday night. The Cowboys are not bad. They hang in there. The schedule's going to get better. Right now, this easy schedule that the Eagles are having, I don't mean any harm, Nick. The Cowboys are going to get that later in the season. And then the Eagles are going to play some of these tough games that the Cowboys are having. And the reason why I'm giving the Cowboys credit and I'm and I'm going to be done is because I think the Giants really are. They may just be for real. Like Brian yeah. Dabble and the and the Giants are not bad. I like the scheme. I like the play calls. I like him putting everybody in a in the right situation. Now, an unfortunate uh injury from Sterling Shepard on uh, Monday night that was terrible how he went down on a non-contact play and it, Sky was the limit on what the Giants were going to do with him and Saquon and Galladay trying to get back into the offense, even though I don't know what's going on with those with, with them and the coaching staff. Him kind of won't now, but the Giants look kind of for real. I don't know if this hurts them a, a bit with the injury with Shepard, but I'm saying that the Cowboys' defense is good. They stopped that offense that's better than what we what some people are giving the credit for with the Giants. 
Saquon Barkley is showing you that he's still Saquon Barkley when healthy. I like it. I'm impressed. Good for him. Daniel Jones, but he was just hit too damn much. Cowboys are not playing, man. And I'm telling you, we actually may have the NFC East as the better division right now in the NFC. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm impressed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, they look like the best in the NFC, but Dallas is saying, hold up. We're down some guys, and look what we're doing. So, man, can't wait for those matchups with the Eagles and Cowboys, but I just wanted to say I stand correct. I'm going to keep saying it until Dak proves me wrong. Dak is holding the Cowboys back. But as long as Cooper Rush is playing, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, all I said is we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, certainly he is he has uh, surprised a lot of people, myself included. Um, but we will we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. I think obviously he'll have a very short leash when you got a quarterback on your roster that you're paying what forty million dollars a year, thirty thirty eight million dollars a year, whatever it is Dak is making. Uh, you know you, you you want to try to get him back on the field. Uh, you know ownership definitely going to want some return on that investment. So uh, Cooper's going to have a short leash. Um, if he can, you know, stay at the end of it, then maybe he gets an extended time uh, as the start of the Cowboys. If not, uh, you know, we'll see Dak, Dak back here in the next uh, three, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think the main thing you got to keep in mind, and, and, and Jarvis alluded to it a little bit, but uh, with that defense, they are going to be in every single game. They have the ability. Uh, Michael Parsons on one side and Lawrence on the other side. Those guys are just absolutely ferocious, man. The speed. Speed, and it kills. Trey Diggs. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, Monday Night Football, that's pretty much a wrap. I don't own the copyrights to any of this music, but it sounds good. And we're doing our analysis, and these guys did a great job. We ran through week three as much and as fast as we possibly could. Nick still has a few more news that we want to get off with Udoka and Favre. Yeah, so, of course, we'll go ahead and start with uh, with Emmanuel Doka, of course, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, who has been suspended uh, for the entire 2022-2023 season uh, for having an inappropriate consensual relationship with a member of the Celtics staff. Uh, the strongest rumor that I've heard most recently is that that member of the staff was in charge of uh, uh, handling the, the travel arrangement for both him as well as for Nia Long, when she would, uh, his fiance when she would come to uh, to games, both at home and on the road. Uh, so certainly that is uh, interesting. Um, there's just a lot going on with this story from the uh, from the standpoint of how apparently it was initially discovered, which was her husband here over here in a con- uh, conversation via their ring doorbell camera. Um, <laughs> I-, I can't make this up. Um, the thing that that kind of brings a brings a red flag or brings a, a question to my mind. Is I, I'm curious to know who this staffer is, and if her husband is is in any way involved with the organization, uh, because even I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not excusing Emay Doka for you know being involved with a subordinate um, as it seems, uh, but by the same token, it it seems that this is probably not the first nor the last time that this has been the case in an NBA franchise, and so and I, and, in, and in none of those situations that we've heard of. Has a coach been suspended for a full season? So it brings to light, it brings to my mind that there's more to this situation than what is uh, is being told publicly. Yeah, there's got to be more to it. There has to be more to it. 
I won't I won't say too much. The only thing I will say is that uh, ladies, not just fellas, but ladies and fellas, don't mess your money up. It ain't worth it. Man, you know we we we, we look at uh, Deshaun Watson, who's at the midst two years of football. Deshaun Watson could have very well have paid someone to do those things that he wanted done. Hmm. He didn't have to pay quote unquote Instagram models to come and give him massages. We know what that means. He made a dope. I'm sure he makes enough money to whatever kind of sexual relations he wanted to have. He could have paid somebody that was not working for the Boston Celtics. And no matter how you slice it, that brother has cost himself a job because he ain't coaching for Boston again, one way or another. This is true. Regardless of what they say about we'll review after the season and all. Oh, yeah, nah, he ain't, he ain't coaching there again. They, they, yeah, they, that writing's on the wall. We have seen Boston trade a head coach. They traded Doc Rivers to the Clippers, so um, he ain't coaching there again. That's over with. Don't mess your money. It's not worth messing your money up, mm. ladies and fellas. Yeah, facts. Uh, I don't have much for about that subject. I don't really know a lot about it. I just know that regardless of what happened and how it happened and who's to blame, who's at fault in the end, there is no way main any anybody in the you know the mainstream sports media should be talking about that more than they should be than what we're about to talk about with the Brett Favre welfare scam. That's way right. more important, and that's not on TV enough. That Udoka crap is on TV too much. I could care less, to be honest with you. But at the same time, a whole, yeah, but a full season, um, I would like to have more answers on exactly why you thought it should be the full entire season. Like, wow. Uh, and uh, again, now, it, it, it was it said that one of these women employees that he was sleeping with is married to the president of the VP, I mean, or... That that that's another rumor that's been going around, and that's why I said what I said is that I'm curious to know who her husband is oh, yeah. and what relation he may have to the organization. Because, uh, like I said, this seems it seems to be well outside of the parameters of, of what. And, and yeah, I'm not saying you know whether you think it's right, wrong, or indifferent mm-hmm. um, in terms of the situation with her being a subordinate. You know, that, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I'm just saying, even if that's the case it seems that this would be something that would be much outside of what the norm is in these kind right. of situations. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I, I, will, I will say this. And I, and I, 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 I might get some backlash. It's cool. But I'm just, I, what I'm about to state is just a total 100, 100% fact. Hmm. If it is a consensual relationship, sex partnership, whatever the case may be, they, they were doing things in a consensual manner. Yes, she is a, is a subordinate. He had a, a position of authority. They are both wrong. He was more wrong. I don't want to act like I don't want I don't want to make sure that people unless something different comes out where there was something going on against somebody's will. But they keep using the word consensual, which means until until otherwise, they both agreed to do these things. Mm-hmm. They so were, so here's what's even further weird about this, right? And this this is what even raised another eyebrow. So according to what they said is, is that initially they thought it was a or they they were led to believe by both parties that it was a consensual relationship, but okay. then the woman the woman later came back and said that you know he was making unwanted comments or unwanted advances. Now I'm I'm not saying the woman's lying. What I I'm am saying that. is that in the context of 
of a Nia Long just now being alerted to this within the two weeks ago that she just moved to Boston, and then B her it, it coming to light because her husband became aware of it via that ring doorbell conversation he overheard. It brings to light. It brings makes me wonder. Okay, was this a situation where she was always feeling as if this was not consensual, or was this a situation that she was down for it until her husband knew what was going on, and so now she wants her way out. It could be it, the it, latter, but no it, comment. It but sounds it, like the latter, but I won't. But I won't speculate. But I will yeah, say if it's yeah. if it's consensual, and I and I'm not I'm not going to go as far as Stephen A. said and ask for the latest name to be released. I don't care. What I what I do care about to an extent is to make sure that unless something different happens with the wording and and, and whatever else happens, I don't want I want I don't want people to think of this lady as a victim because if she was married. Or even if, and the worst part about this, she was doing Nia's traveling. So she right. knew when Nia was in town and when she wasn't in town. That lady ain't no victim until until something else comes out. I'm sorry. And so, and furthermore, if it does come out that she's indeed married to somebody with who's a higher up in the organization, then it, it says to me, well, you didn't necessarily have to feel like you were such a victim or like you were in a situation where you had to do what you had to do in order to move up the ladder. You've got the, 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 you know, from a nepotism standpoint, you've got your husband who's the, the VP or the or whoever, you know, this guy may be. So if that comes out of any case. Suspension, she needs the same year suspension that, that E-May is going to get if she's got somebody. Because, listen, now, hold on now. If she is married to someone that is, the, that is higher than the head coach, then I think to an extent that kind of vindicates. I don't want to say vindicates because they're, they're, they're wrong, but the whole subordinate thing to me is thrown out the window if she's married to somebody Agreed. that's totally in a agree. higher position than, than E-May. Yep. That, that's, that's, that's entirely my point. I totally so there's agree. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of complication with this. So that's why I don't, I don't want to say too much because they're being real murky about the, uh, the context. And usually organizations are murky when, it, when they have to um, protect themselves. Agreed. Well, because they, they damn well knew this was going on. Yeah. Right, they'll 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 let they'll let the coach or the player or anybody else they'll hang them out to dry how they want to, but the organization is gonna look good if the organization has anything to say about it when it comes out. I mean, absolutely. Ask, ask John Gruden. That's right. Yes, that's right. Uh, either way it goes, uh, Boston Celtics they'll have a interim coach for the season. Just want to let everybody know though, uh, I was wrong. Uh, I thought that Nia Long and Yudoka were married. They're not. They're just yeah, engaged. Yeah, they, yeah I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so the Brett Favre, this is the real story that people should be talking about, and I know it's a little old. I apologize. I've forgotten to talk about this the past few episodes, but uh, yeah, we know Brett Favre is in a, involved in some big welfare scam in the state of Mississippi, the poorest state in the country. I so happen to live in this poor state of the country. So does Likewise. Terrence Smith. So does Nick Ely, damn near very close by the state line of it. Born, um, born and raised. Born and raised, though, on top of that. Uh, now, this is just like as low as it gets, if you ask me. I don't want to take too much time on it, but I just want to say, Brett Favre, you are a despicable human being. Like, you know better. This isn't cool. This isn't right. And, and what is this for? You, all the money you've made as a Green Bay Packer, as a Minnesota Viking, all the money you've made from Wrangler jeans, all the money you've made from Icy Hot, Ben Gay, or whatever else you've done, the stuff that you're making right now with those dog, with those damn uh, 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 Tommy, whatever you call it, 
uh, uh, belts or whatever you. I don't know what it is. You put it on your knee or it's a pad. It's a belt. It's copper a brace. Fit, copper fit. What is it? Copper what? Copper, copper fit. fit. Yeah, that you got money is what I'm trying to say. And I'm saying all of that to say this: like, why a welfare scam just to build a arena or sports facility for? A volleyball team at Southern Miss that your daughter plays on. Like, you could have just invested. You know, like philanthropists do. You know, people that give a damn about the community or their alma maters or wherever they come from. And they they, 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 they give money. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever heard of that, Brett Favre? You could have gave, donated some money to your alma mater. But you get into it. Go get a, a loan. Go get a loan. Go do something. But you, I think you got the collateral. I think I think you'll be okay. Yeah, man. But but here's but my question. Uh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're. I'm. I'm pretty much done. Stealing from the poor, though, man. It's just just flat out wrong, man. And you know, now there's a lot of deadbeat dads out here right now that's using him for an excuse, saying, "Man, that's where my child support money was going. I knew I was sitting <laughs> it off." And forget, forgive, for, forget them. We're we're not saying that. But look. You're wrong, though. There's a lot of stuff still missing, and I'm sure that there were families out there that needed this, this, or that. And you're in a $5 million welfare scam. Like, dude, really? You? If this was anybody else that had a different hue, man, they would be getting dragged through the mud right now. So, Brett, shame on yourself, man. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of like Shannon Sharp said. They will, they will bring out all the resources they possibly can catch people getting a $400 EBT card, but Brett Favre is still walking around here free. My question Thanks. is, I, 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 asked, I asked you guys, I asked you for a reason. Uh, Y'all two went to high school together, correct? We went to the same high school, but we were never in high school. Y'all were in high school. What, what high school was that? Ashland High School. Ashland, is that that's Ashland County? It's, uh, Benton County. Benton, Benton County. Let me, let Benton me County. Let me okay. my teeth. <laughs> Benton <laughs> yeah. County, right off. Question: Do y'all know anybody in Benton County that's uh, got a net worth in the neighborhood of a hundred million dollars? Hundred million, no. Does the entire county possibly have a net worth of a hundred million dollars? Hell no. <laughs> so, so in other words, these are the very people that Brett Favre is essentially stealing from. Yeah, Brett Favre directly. currently yeah, directly. currently has an, an estimated net worth of about a hundred million dollars. Is stealing from these people in order to build his daughter. A volleyball stadium on his alma mater's campus. Is that is that what I'm understanding here? Yes, sir. That is one thousand percent correct. And it's apparently a small part of what was actually a seventy seven million dollar welfare scam. But yet all the big players who are involved in that are still free and a couple of them are still in very high offices mm-hmm. in the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow the million dollar man Ted DiBiase was involved in it too. I mean his son. Ted DiBiase Jr. was the head of it. Yes. The head I, I'm of not it. even gonna give my opinion on all of this. I'm just going to lay that information out there. And then the people who listen to this that want to try to defend Brett Favre or, 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 uh, uh, what's the governor's name? Uh, I can't even remember. Bill 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 no, not him. Uh, uh Tate Reeves. Tate Reeves right Tate now. Reeves. Yeah. Bill Bryant was the one that, Bill Bryant was the one that, 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 that was, that was named involved, but there are definitely a lot of rumors going around that this, all this could not have happened without, uh, Tate Reese having some knowledge of what was going on. So I found a lot of this stuff very, very interesting. Very shady. Um, I'm just going to lay that information out there and let the people listen and do with it what they will. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I- I'll say this. Uh, there were, as we all know, a lot of people who got PPP money, right? And a lot of them are facing fraud cases. Um, 
I don't know anybody that got $5 million. <laughs> I don't know anybody that got $5 million either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the government doesn't care because of who they took that money from. And that's the saddest part. You know, we we can talk about the media coverage that Brett Favre should or shouldn't get, and he, 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 he definitely has not gotten enough because this story is not new, right? This story has been in, it's been out there for a couple of years now, or at least a year at, at, the, at the very least. That is correct. And, and uh, the, the problem is that inherently we all know that Favre, DiBiase, Phil Bryant, Tate Reeves, uh, all those guys are going to walk scot-free. They will never do a day in jail. <laughs> no, not one millisecond. I would really like to think different. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I understand how crazy that sounds. Sometimes. I how crazy that sounds. Yeah. Sometimes some things. When it comes to white people jailing white people, you gotta you gotta prove it to me. <laughs> you just gotta prove I, it to me. I, I'm, I I don't I don't disagree, but I am trying my best to be optimistic that. You cannot be Brett Favre and do this, and nobody does anything about it. I, I am, I am it trying a, to hold out a, hope. It won't be a thing done. I, 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 I we have reached a point. Yeah. In, in America, in 2022, we can go, hey, hey, guys, we don't have to argue about this one. This is messed up. This guy needs to go to jail. I, I hope, I'm, I'm praying. We're going to see what happens. But I'm trying to remain optimistic that we have at least reached that point. We don't have to argue about this one. And we can just put him in jail and move forward. Um, well, when you're playing... And, 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 and make them pay the money, money back. Make them pay the money yeah. back. They don't make sales for people like that. Yep. Yep. Hey, man. Jail ain't, jail ain't made for, no, for those guys. No. No. It's not going to happen. And, Nick, just when you get done praying, uh, when you're done, you open your eyes to the same shit. It will not, nothing will happen, just like Terrence just said. And, uh, oh, no, to, to be clear, my eyes are not close to it. I'm just, I'm hoping that we have made that much progress, which is essentially nothing. Yeah. But I'm hoping we made at least that much progress where it's like, hey, this one is, is a step too far, guys. There's a lot of stuff that's been a lot of steps too far. It's already happened in this nation. We don't have to necessarily revisit all of that. Yeah. But in this situation, well, particularly with, with its proximity to sports, I am hoping that we can get this one right. Nick, if this state cared about the poor, they wouldn't fucking be poor. That's also true. That is it. Facts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've about run out of time here. We uh, had a great show almost into 90 minutes again, but it was good. We had so much to cover. Udoka suspended for the entire damn season, and the NBA season is about to start. Whew. How are the Celtics gonna? How are they gonna handle this? Will they persevere? We've got basketball news. It's coming. The season is almost upon us, and uh, the NFL season is finally starting to get into the stage to where we really see who is who. So we've got pretenders. We've got contenders coming up uh, next week. Starting next week, uh, reaction over reaction. Hey. I didn't overreact to what I said about the Niners. I said they'll bounce back, but I have to talk about them when they're bad, and I'll talk about them when they're good. But that Niner defense is good, but they've got to do better. At some point, Jimmy just cannot just say, okay, get another stop. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't get another score, but just stop them again. You're good. Man, that's got to stop. 
We covered everything, though, from that to Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, MVP caliber numbers that they're putting up right now to start the season. Lamar Jackson, um, he's got some wild and crazy stats that he is putting up right now. I tell you what, not, not, that's not bad for a running back. But anyway. Not bad. Yeah, but I digress. This has been a great debate show. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to get a $300 million contract from somebody. It better be the Ravens, but I just hope it's not like the Flacco deal where they gave him all the money and they had no money left cap-wise to you know, spread the love around and put talent around hey, Flacco. With what they're paying on defense, they can afford to pay Oh, they can definitely afford to pay Lamar, no doubt about it. I'm just saying I hope that unless they get a Super Bowl out of it right now and now, this season, I hope that they can still, you know, add some talent no matter how much they're paying him because Flacco got the Super Bowl and he got the contract, but then it was nothing after that because it was like, okay, good thing we did get the Super Bowl because we can't get you any talent right now. <laughs> We're giving it all. All the money's going to you. Uh that's all I've got, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long, wild show, but it was a long and wild, crazy week three. Uh, can Justin Herbert and the Chargers bounce back? Thursday night football, we've got the Bengals and we've got the Dolphins. That should be good. Tyreek Hill is already uh, kind of talking a little bit, a little smack, a little noise. He said he owes Eli Apple. We'll see how that's going to go. Uh, I would advise you not to bet any props not too high on Tyreek Hill. He's probably not going to do what he's claiming he's going to do. They get you every time like that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Uh, Terrence and Nick, what do y'all have before we get out of here? And uh, we'll be back, of course, for week four. But that's all I have. That's it for me, guys. I guess that's it for Nick as well. Nick? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been the Great Debate Show. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. Again, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, this is it. Everybody have a good one. Please be safe out there. We out. Peace out, guys.